Welcome to Talking Not Ranting. My name is Alistair Field. And I'm Greg Smith. You've uh, dropped in on our current topic series, The Struggle to Be a Good Manager. Now let's set the stage. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the evaluation. Greg and I have been friends for a very, very long time, and it still seems to be working out. We have both been managers for a long time. We've both benefited from other people assisting in our management development. In every episode, we're going to discuss a situation where we and others often miss the mark. We're going to most often start from the employee's perspective, and we're going to discuss how we have observed others successfully manage these situations and what we've learned from them. And our underlying theme is always going to be a, a good discussion. I think we are going to have a great discussion today, Greg. I think so too. You know, the evaluation is probably one of the highest level of stress that most managers experience. And there's tons of studies. I think there was one that I read recently that said 95% of managers hate uh, annual reviews, annual evaluations. Now that does change if they have more regular ongoing, which we'll talk about, but the year end, um, 95%. Can you imagine what your mindset is entering into those discussions if 95% of us hate them? Well, I thought it was, you know, you and I discussed it in the production meeting a little earlier, but we have been touching on the evaluation piece in almost every episode that we've recorded so far. Yeah, I agree. And uh, the evaluation, you talk about stress. I have to say I'm probably one of those managers that is somewhat stressful about evaluating people. And uh, I'm going to kind of out myself here. Myself getting evaluated hasn't been the highlight of my career at any time in particular. Yeah, yeah. Especially within the constructs of what has been the evaluation process, which I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about it, but the, the, the annual a review in particular, the old construct of uh, evaluations, it's, it's horrific for everyone. I have lived in that uh, one, you know, once a year type situation. I've also lived in a mid-year and year-end situation as well. So uh, we're just going to talk about some of the aspects of this. And I'm sure, Greg, you have some very strong beliefs in this because we've discussed this before. But uh, this should be a good discussion because I think everybody gets anxious with these types of things. And yeah. they're so important. So important. Yeah. Great. So let's set it up. You have a year-end or mid-year mid evaluation, which you experience some or all of the following. The boss is late. They only have a few minutes for you. They don't know where the paperwork is. They appear to be talking off the top of their heads. They don't prepare. They keep checking emails or their phone while they're talking with you. They don't appear interested. They bring up some major concern, which you're finding out for the very first time at this year end. Your written evaluation seems light on details or perhaps templated. And your manager hasn't taken the time to finish off your evaluation, leaving out things like final comments in their sign off on whatever system that you're using. So Greg, how does this affect our relationships in the work environment? <laughs> He's laughing already. Awesome, yeah, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you know, it's like we, it's almost the constant theme. And of course, these are the worst scenarios. But the reality is, as I'm listening to this, I have had this exact situation happen in my uh, career to me. I, I definitely have missed the mark on a couple of these points when I've uh, conducted evaluations or uh, with someone else. 
so it's not really that far off. And the worst scenario happens all the time. And a part of it is due to the fact that what we talked about, the angst. But how does that leave the relationship? Well, every one of those points sends a message that I really don't value you. Um, I'm not going to invest in you. Uh, and, and, and therefore, why should you trust me? Uh, so if those were the uh, bubbles above the head of uh, that situation, uh, what do you think that will do for the relationship and the work environment? If uh, I don't value you, I don't want to invest in you, and, and I don't, and you don't trust me. Like uh, three punches to the head. I, uh, part of my career, I lived in, uh, I worked in a collective bargaining situation. So the emphasis on year end really wasn't that important when it came to like pay. And I have to say, I probably don't have the best attitude towards going in to be evaluated because to me, it's never really been a big deal. But saying that, I just want people to understand that I had a really good working relationship with a lot of my bosses. So there were no surprises. It wasn't a big deal because I already knew where I stood. We got along. I was corrected at the right times. I was you know, given an attaboy at the right time. But I have to say, I like actually giving evaluations. I like that experience. I like to be able to have a conversation with people, but I have to say, I haven't had that great of experiences in these things because they just maybe not haven't mattered, but when maybe somebody doesn't take the time to really think about it and deliver it, I think there's a lot of people like that, that, you know, this thing comes up at the end of the year and, you know, a lot's riding on it, their career, how much more money they're going to get, all these things. And I don't really know a lot of people that have walked away from those types of things You're going, yeah, this has been the best experience. This is really good. They get me. They really understand what, I, what I've done and where I want to go. I don't know if that's a common experience out there. No, I agree. But something you said really resonated with me. It's uh, whether it's formal or informal, and I'm actually a believer of having more regular, frequent check-ins, uh, whether they're formal or informal. Um, you know, most of the organizations that I've helped shift this perspective is shifting to at least quarterly check-ins, but simple check-ins around three questions. You know, what am I most proud of? What are the things that are getting in the way that I have challenges with? And what are the solutions that I've thought about? And then what kind of support do you need from me? Those three simple questions throughout the year provide the kind of the environment or the space for powerful dialogue. Because if you have those, Again, whether they're formal or informal, by the time you get to the annual or the mid-year, it's less about informing you of where you're at now. And it's more about helping you see the flow and bridge of your development over the year, where you've come, where you've gone, uh, where, you're, where you're growing. That's so much richer in that dialogue uh, versus... Uh, focusing on a, a rating or, or, uh, or, or the one point, you know, surprising you of something that you didn't even talk about. So that frequency, that, that immediacy of feedback, that uh, ongoing uh, coaching through the year um, can make these things a fantastic event um, uh, because it's not like you're piling everything up for that one moment, so... And I think in the work environments that I have felt uh, the most comfortable in, the, the year ends weren't uh, a big event because you'd had so much feedback and interaction during the, the previous year that, you know, it wasn't a big event, thank goodness. 
But I think there's a lot of people that have an experience where there's not a lot during the year and all of a sudden there's a non-event at the end of the year and they don't really know where they stand, how they've been doing. You know, there's a rating, they get a raise or whatever, whatever system you use. And there's really not a big discussion about what's going on in the future. And I think that's a missed opportunity, right? Yeah, I agree. And, you know, the stress on the manager that that 95% uh, of people that really hate uh, annual reviews is really based upon the study of the annual review. When you implement or, uh, or, or practice regular feedback throughout the year, that percentage dives. So, and actually the, uh, the percentage of people who enjoy value and see impact of the, um, those, those annual check-ins um, are, are much higher because people have, there's no surprises. You've, you've built a relationship. The more often you meet, the greater level of trust you have with that person. So it just sets up the situation and reduces the stress and makes it even more meaningful. You know, when you're talking about this, I, I keep going back to the compliment uh, episode we did a couple of weeks ago and how important that constant feedback and, and the importance of doing uh, some of the things that I've experienced in, the, in a good compliment situation. So it's, it, again, it, it's amazing how many of these podcast episodes link to each other. Right. Yeah, they certainly do. So let's get down to some things that will make this, uh, some things that we've seen people use that have made this a, a better experience. And for uh, on the manager, the first one is the manager, be on time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, really, it's just um, uh, the importance of showing up um, and especially showing up on time, it, it, is, it is key. And number two, for some of the employees, this is the most important conversation of the year for them. You gotta pay attention. Yeah. Others may not care about this conversation uh, and there might be just, you know, worry about the, the raise or the bonus or however your place works, but stay off your phone and stay off the email. Yeah. You know, we've talked a lot in the other podcasts about the importance of being present. And um, this actually leads to the uh, next one uh, on, on our list. I think about being prepared, but being present is about being prepared too. And and uh, we've shared a couple of really cool ideas that that uh, that we've we've encouraged others in other podcasts. Things like uh, blocking ten minutes between each of your meetings at the beginning of an hour to allow you, as a manager, to be in the proper mindset, to let go of what else, whatever you're in, and let go so that you can be really focused on this person. To review your notes so that before you go in there, you are you are present, but then simple things like you said, put the phone away, you know, actually overtly shut it off and put it down. So they know what are those other things that you can say that this is your time. I'm focused on you with regards to it. Like don't answer, put your phone on mute. Don't answer things, you know, uh, make sure your computer isn't beeping with messages coming in. There are some simple things that send really strong messages that says, I care for you. I'm here for you. This is your time. And I'm going to be fully focused on you in this next hour or whatever time you put together. And I've seen a, a number of situations in a bunch of different places that I've worked where the, the boss walks away from their desk and we sit down at a side table somewhere and they leave their phone, the laptops on their desk and they come over with a sheet of paper or uh, a notebook where they've made their notes to, to assist them with the conversation. And that overtness, as you call it, 
okay, we're going to be talking about me and the things I've done this year and, and the, the highlights, maybe some things I need to improve on, what's in the future for me. To me, that just sets just a, a great tone for the conversation. I agree. And, you know, sometimes stuff happens. So if an emergency happens, there's nothing more powerful than saying, listen, Alistair, um, in a, or a little bit later on this morning, we have a meeting schedule, but as you know, this is happening and this is happening. And I don't believe that I can bring my full presence to the conversation. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's okay to, to shift it to another uh, time and then block it in that schedule, uh, right now. That is okay. Don't do it more than once, but that also sends a message in that I need to be, I want to be fully present for the conversation. Um, so there may be, you know, uh, really crisis situations that you need to do that, but where possible, don't switch it and, and block off that time to get yourself in the right headspace to have a meaningful conversation with that person. Whatever you need to do, meditate, go for a walk, review, breathe deeply, man, just take that time, five minutes of slowing down or taking a break refreshing yourself on the document that you're going to share and have a discussion with is so helpful. And you've touched on this, be prepared, have whatever documentation you need available and completed and try to stay away from templating things. Well, and I'm so glad that most HR leaders are moving away from the monstrosities that they've created in these performance reviews where it's so complicated no wonder uh, managers move to templates and move to, uh, you know, stuff that is so detailed. It doesn't have to be detailed. It has to have some clear measures and going forward. But do your work. Um, make it personal. Um, in other words, connect it to the person of what they're doing. Have specifics because that's the way people grow and appreciate and accelerate their learning and impact. And I think we need to be self-aware for some employees. This is the only time they will have a one-on-one -on -one with you. If we're doing like a year end type of scenario and your relationship with them is going to be framed around this discussion. So going into this discussion, I think that's a mindset we have to appreciate. This might be somebody, maybe they're a support position. Maybe you don't see them all the time, but this is a big deal for them. And I, I think we need to honor that and respect that and come in with the right mindset. Yeah, I agree. And this is why we talked about the fact that, building relationship throughout the year, um, getting to know your people more. And it doesn't mean you're going on vacations with them or anything, but you know, getting to know them more um, will make these so much more powerful. You know, in, in, a, couple of, in a couple of the uh, podcasts, I've shared the trust equation, right? Which is credibility plus reliability plus relationship over self-orientation. That relationship piece is so key in building trust and also opening ears and hearts to what you have to say to each other, that that's where learning and connection happen. And so, uh, you know, find ways to connect and, and know your people. Um, that will make these, these, even if they're mini connections, that will make these more in-depth conversations so much more powerful. And I'm gonna put the next two together because I, I think they just fit so well together. And we've kind of intimated this already. Be clear about your comments and be prepared with examples to back up and explain your comments. Be specific about what they've accomplished or what they need to work on. Greg, I don't know how many times I've gone in there and, and walked out 
and I'm going, I'm not quite sure what I did and I'm not quite sure what is expected of me. And you talked about, you know, 95% of managers have this anxiety around these things. And I totally get there because I've been there, but to be prepared, to be specific so that when the person leaves, they have a much better understanding about where they are, where they're going to be going. Yeah, I agree. And in that specificness, um, uh, connect it to the success of the team and the organization where you can, because we know that the main reason people stay in organizations is they're valued and they see their impact. And this is a beautiful opportunity for you to say, Alistair, you know what, in the last quarter or the last year, this was a project you led and here's what I saw as success which you met your targets, blah, 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 be specific. And as a result, this allowed our team to, this allowed the organization to help them see the connections because depending on where they're on the organization, sometimes hard to see the thread and help them see the connections to at least uh, an internal customer or the external customer in, in some way possible. I like that. I like that connection stuff. And the employee expects you to be the boss. Don't mess around. This is serious. We all have our personalities. We all have an approach. And no matter what that approach is, this is a serious business. There's a lot riding on this for every employee. Some employees more than others. Some people, this is the defining moment in their year. So we need to respect that. We can't forget that we're, that we're not the boss. We just can't. We have to go in there and whether we, how we talk and how we approach things may vary from person to person, but this is, this is serious. It's important. Yeah. Especially with those uh, challenging conversations. I mean, you know, as a leader, as a manager, your major role is to one, create the environment that people can be successful. And secondly, it's to coach and enable the full potential of the people who work for you. And sometimes that requires you to have a really tough conversation. And, and you know, hopefully this is not the first time they're hearing uh, a tough conversation. I mean, you talked earlier, if something bubbles up, you want to deal with it right away. Uh, however, this may be, there may be patterns that you're seeing over time that you need to coach and talk to. And those are tough conversations that you need to have the courage to bring that forward because, uh, talked in other podcasts about, you know, to be a caring leader manager means uh, sometimes having really tough conversations because the most caring thing you can do is to highlight patterns that you're seeing that are inhibiting them being their best and, uh, and, and holding them accountable to a plan to help them shift there. That's the most caring thing. Not caring is skipping over something that they need to know. Yeah, you touched on the next one. Any ongoing problems shouldn't be brought up for the first time in the evaluation. Stuff needs to be discussed as it happens, good or bad. And uh, I think our second most popular episode is the one entitled The Talk. So if you haven't listened to that one, that's right on point in what we're talking about right now. Mm -hmm. I agree yeah. with you 100%. If something happens, dealing with it at the time is much better. It allows people to make a change, a course correction. And Greg, we're, we're managers. It's our job. Yeah. And sometimes when you have these more formal uh, time focused reviews, either mid or, or end of year type of thing, that's again, where you can show the pathway that someone has been on because you can show either 
uh, either where they've, you know, re remember we talked about this situation. We've been working over the years around shifting you to doing this. And here's the pattern, almost reinforcing them seeing the traction that they're making. Or if they've dipped again, then, then you have that conversation again. But sometimes showing, helping them to pull back and see the actual traction and or patterns that they may not be seeing on a more regular feedback perspective can be really powerful in these kinds of conversations. I love that, especially if there's been a course correction, you're seeing you know good improvement and things like that. It's such a healthy thing and it just adds so much more to the discussion. Mm -hmm. And make sure you finish the process on whatever document or system you use. A lot of people put a lot of emphasis on this. And, and if you've had the discussion and now they're waiting for a computer system or a copy of some written document to be delivered to them and, and they're waiting weeks and months for it, this is a really important thing to a lot of people. And I think just, just to be polite, just to do our job, we need to finish those things off because a lot of people put a lot of emphasis on it. I agree. You know, one thing that's bubbling up for me as I'm listening to this that I'm not sure was on our original list, but is really critical from a manager's perspective is to be both courageous and curious. So we talked a little bit about the courageous, about bringing those tough conversations forward. But equally important is being curious because often with these kind of reviews, they're, they're a big portion of it is the employee bringing their perspective, what they're most proud of, you know, what they're struggling with and that type of thing. And there might be things on there that you don't necessarily at first agree with or understand. So one of the other things and it's about how uh, a manager enters into these dialogues, that mindset at the beginning, just to think through to take the pause, but if they, if you enter them in with a spirit of courage to bring forward the things that are really important that they need to, the folks need to learn, but also curiosity, if they have a different perspective, make sure you probe deeper. So Alistair brings up something that really I'm not sure is, uh, is, is the most important thing that focusing on, how can I ask you to say, Alistair, tell me more about that. I, I need to understand kind of what your perspective of why you feel that that was one of your most successful um, uh, parts of the project and, and, and what was the impact. So actually have a powerful conversation to help them shift. You may discover some things that, you know, uh, um, in preparation for this evaluation, you didn't discover, you didn't know about. There's often stuff that we don't know about and it gets bubbled up through those discussions. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think we're going to touch on that on the employee side in a couple minutes mm -hmm. as well, from their perspective. So as employees, there are a couple of things we can do to assist in this process as well. Be prepared, be ready for the conversation. Mm -hmm. And I think number two, it's sometimes hard to talk about, but in a healthy environment, we need to take constructive criticism well. If during this evaluation or this weekly or monthly or quarterly talk, whatever you're advocating there, uh, Greg, it's important to take constructive criticism well. Sometimes our stuff needs more work. And how you take criticism or suggestions is noticed by your boss. We all want good, diligent employees who, if there needs to be a course correction or more work done or less work done on something else, that's what we're looking for. So it's really important during these health, you know, in a healthy conversation, you know, it might be 95% good, but there might be a couple suggestions. Take those in the spirit that they're given. They're, they're there to help you, to help you reach your goals for the team to be successful. Really important to have a good, healthy attitude towards it. 
Yeah, these are really, that's a really hard one, right? Because uh, if you hear something that really hits you hard, um, how do you respond to it? But, you know, I've always encouraged folks, and I've tried to do this myself, not perfectly, but is when you hear something, you usually feel it, right? You, I mean, you might feel the tingliness, uh, you know, your, your face heat up, you know, um, you're, you know, you're tense, uh, tensing with her. So understand when those things come up, pause, always pause um don't react so quickly but i always i always recommend is is a couple things one again that courage and that curiosity tap into those things so courage could be um oh alistair i'm surprised i uh, that that's uh, i i didn't i didn't notice that that's interesting that's not something that i've been aware of or recognize in myself um that's courage, being able to declare what you actually are feeling in the moment. But secondly is curiosity is saying, tell me more, help me understand where specifically you saw that and what you think uh, I could do differently in that area. So that gives you a little bit of chance to breathe and also allows you to still have an ongoing powerful conversation with your boss. But it's okay to say, well, oh, you know, that, I, 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 that surprises me. Uh, that that would be a uh, an area of development um that's something i didn't see in myself or have never heard tell me more um so i can better understand it that it almost gives you space to take it all in and to still be seen as some, on a, a team member who is is curious and wants to learn and grow um which which is an important aspect and you kind of touched on the next one it, it just feeds in so naturally Make sure you're clear about what your boss wants from you. Ask questions. If they brought up something and it's, you know, it's take takes the wind out of you a little bit or like, it's just, oh, that's surprising. Ask a series of questions. Explore that. Be brave. Be curious. Because somebody else's perspective, it, it can be very impactful on your career and on how you're doing things. And if you have that healthy attitude towards it and you're willing to hear the answers, ask some good questions. Yeah. And, you know, there's that the great uh, um, uh, statement of scratch your butts um, uh, or don't scratch your butts. I can't remember. Now, I, I'm, it was a, it was going to be a good line, but uh, scratch the butts. Don't scratch your butts, but uh, shift from butt to and. So, you know, if the manager says something as a part of a feedback and he's missing part of it or she's missing part of that, it's OK to say, um, hmm, that's good feedback around that. And I'm not sure if you're aware but also this is something that occurred in there that I think actually gives a, a, a even an, another perspective to that. So if moving to the and is really, um, is really uh, a powerful uh, shift and uh, I'm, well, you, you can do the search on the butt one. I'm sure I've got it wrong, but. Uh, this is gonna be a nightmare to edit my friend. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and be realistic. Uh, I've had a number of people come in and they've done a self-assessment. I've looked at it and it's like this, you know, like you're a good employee, but you know, you didn't cure some disease. Like, you know, that's what I'm saying in my head. And those situations I find uh, are probably a little bit more difficult to deal with because the expectation is just way out of whack. So it's really important that hopefully you've had some ongoing conversations through the years about successes and, and maybe things that you need to correct and things like that. I think sometimes people try to game the system and they just evaluate themselves off the chart, hoping that they get a higher mark or something, or I'm, I'm hoping they're not like that out of tune with what's going on, but those are hard conversations. And I, I just think it's really, really important that when we go in there, 
that uh, were realistic. And I know some people that game it the other way, like go too light on themselves, uh, too low and hoping that they get dragged up in the conversation. But I, as a manager, like it when somebody comes in, they're really realistic. They've given a lot of thought to this. They've spent some time writing down their, their side of things. It's just for a better conversation. Yeah, I would agree 100%. And this is where the manager, that courage comes into. If someone does rate themselves as a five exceeds in everything, um, you know, being able to say, Alistair, you know, um, I'm a bit surprised because we do have a different perspective in this area. Um, and uh, here's what I think. Let's talk about it. What, what, what was behind um, your uh, reaching the perspective of a five in that area? Like, I mean, be, be, be brave around as a manager if there is a big disconnect because it's not helping anybody um, uh, going forward um, and uh, for them to be successful if they're unrealistic in their self-awareness. This is a situation as a manager, you really have to be prepared because I, I would actually go the other approach. I would go, listen, I see you've rated yourself a five in this area and uh, uh, I've got you at a, a 3.5 and this is the reason why. These are some of the things that you've done. These are some of the things that you need to continue to improve on. I've actually, if I know if I have some uh, intuition that it's going to be one of those types of conversations. I do a lot of research and it's like bang, bang, bang. Now, what's your perspective? Like, you know, how are you seeing this as a five versus 3.5? So I, I do want them to say something, but I usually set the table first by showing them that I'm prepared, that I appreciate what they do and I understand where they're at. I, I think that's great. I do think that is an important aspect. Yeah, uh, is declare your position, your thoughts first, and then say, let's talk about it. Because it, clearly there's a disconnect here. Um, of your perception and my perception and uh, let's understand it. So that provides that space of dialogue that you may discover some things that actually you're not aware of, or they may, uh, it also sets kind of the expectation of our relationship, you know, which is, which is honest, uh, respectfully direct. And that's, that is, although maybe uncomfortable for your team member, and boy, that's the, the best leaders that you can think of in your career are ones that are, have that kind of relationship. I agree 100%. I love those conversations. And, you know, just flipping back to the manager, this is why we have to be prepared. This is why we have to be confident. We all experience the anxiety of having to deal with some of these, especially if it's going to be a difficult uh, conversation. And, you know, difficult isn't just you need to tell somebody that, okay, you're a 3.2, a, not a 5, and this is the reason why and these are the things you need to work on. I find the anxiety actually is heightened when you're talking to a really good person mm -hmm. and there's limited things that you can do to reward them or to encourage them. Uh, I find actually that's the harder conversation for me is when you have a star sitting there and, you know, maybe you work for a government agency or, or some public, you know, um, uh, charity or, or something like that. And, and there's a limit on what you monetarily or in terms of opportunities you can give somebody. I find those conversations as a manager much harder when you can't do what you want to do for somebody that's coming in that's just your star and is just a good person. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there is some difficulty sometimes when somebody comes in, they just have just an unrealistic expectation of who they are, what they've done and where they're going to be going. And that's where that preparation, you've done your homework, you've thought about it. Maybe you've practiced the talk. Uh, you know, I, I've heard somebody say, listen, you should sit down and actually have this conversation as if you're talking to them, but just to practice it, to get it going. 
because these are very important conversations and there's times where you're going to be dealing with a difficult situation and you have to be in the moment you have to be prepared. Yeah. And you know, you said something there that's really, really important. I'm not sure we, we captured it enough, but I'll just, so I'll just restate it. And that is be prepared, but be prepared, not just in the details of the evaluation and the examples, but also be prepared to um, reflect upon where is that person now? You know, what's the, what's, what's the context that's happening around them uh, in order to have that? Because it's, it's at least half about that. You know, what's my headspace? How am I, how are they entering into it? What's their perspective? What's going on in their world? Uh, uh, needing to really think about that uh, will, will increase the likelihood of a powerful dialogue uh, happening. That's awesome. And uh, as a employee, when you're sitting there, especially when the conversation starts rolling towards what the future is, if you have goals, this is the opportunity to let somebody know what they are. As a manager, I love to have a conversation, you know, what's, you know, what's in the next six, 12 months for you. But I also like sometimes somebody will go, listen, this is my long-term goal is to go and be this, to do this type of thing. And uh, you have to be confident as a manager. Maybe that means this person's going to be leaving you and going and working for somebody else. But as an employee, you know, this is a time to be brave and go, listen, in five years, this is where I see myself. So I appreciate what you're offering me this year. That's great. Just to let you know, as the, you know, the next year after that, there's going to be a series of things, courses or experience that I, I really want to look for. And, and hopefully you can provide them because this is where I want to be in five years. I think that's a great, healthy part of the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great for the manager too, because you know what, I've had at least one time in my career where I didn't create the space for for someone to to feel confident enough to share that, and all of a sudden they're handing in their resignation, and I'm thinking, what the heck happened? And if I would have known, uh, if they would have said something, we maybe would have been able to build a pathway for them to stay. Um, so uh, so important both ways, both the employee. Uh, declaring and the manager creating the space for them having the comfortable comfort enough to to declare. That's awesome. So, uh, Greg, we finally done this episode. We we've been talking a little bit about it in every other episode that we've done so far. So, uh, do you have anything in wrap up? Yeah, you know what, the wrap up is almost consistent with everything. You know, in the, especially in this one, uh, be prepared. Um, and, and that is, as we just talked about both, uh, your mindset, both the document itself and the content, and also, uh, uh, being aware of where the person is that you're meeting with be present when you're with them, shut everything else off and be really focused. And in though that moment, be curious and courageous. Uh, and then, and then the last one is always the loop up follow-up. Uh, is really uh, um, move from that to finish your documents, um, lay out a clear plan going forward, how you're going to support them. That is a powerful bookend um, uh, to take on those. What are the next steps we're going to do from here um, to continue to grow and support you in your uh, pathway to success? So uh, those three big buckets are the things that I would think about for both sides. Um, in, in this. And I only have one thing to add to that because that was awesome is 
you mentioned it, 95% of managers in a year-end scenario are very anxious about what's going on. I think we need to be self-aware that that's where we're at and uh, realize that and get ourselves into a mindset, into a position where we can have a good conversation. You know, it's fine to feel that way, but we cannot let that define what the moment's going to be. Agreed. So we hope that some of what we've spoken of you find helpful. We hope that we didn't make anybody really angry with us. But uh, Greg, I'm going to lean on you for uh, happier peeved, that philosophy that we're... uh, is our, our hallmark now. Yeah, that's right. So uh, I always I end with this. Uh, well, my coach throughout my, uh, throughout my life has really helped me uh, uh, in, in a couple ways. Every time we've met, I've, I've felt both joy and anxiousness or being peeved and frustrated about something. Uh, and, and both are, were really powerful. And I suspect in this episode, you're going to feel some of these. So often start with joy, the things that I'm doing well, the things that, I, that I'm on the right track makes me feel good. Uh, but the peeved and the churn is about when you heard something, you thought, oh man, yeah, I, I've done that. And I haven't really focused on that. And so we hope that you pull energy from both of those because it's all about growth and it's all about strengthening them. So, and I suspect all of us, there's lots of churn on how we've, uh, not done this particular uh, event very well and so our hope is that you'll learn from it you'll tap into that churn and refocus your efforts into making this a more powerful uh, and impactful uh, dialogue that's awesome remember people matter take the time with the people you work with they're important part of your job your success or your failure talk to you next time take care